0: What's up, you guys? Welcome back to another episode of the Stella Ray Herself podcast. I really wanted to talk this week about ways that we can boost our confidence and self-esteem. I've been talking the past couple weeks about New Year's resolutions and goals and kind of setting the foundation to create the year that you want. And I feel like a lot of that has to do with confidence. I remember specifically in sixth or seventh grade, so like early middle school, talking with my best friend at the time about how we could be more confident. That's such an awkward time to begin with. You know, you feel so self-conscious all the time you're going through puberty so kind of weird things are happening to your body and let me know if you could relate but I feel like I could very clearly see the social hierarchy of middle school all the kids I thought were really cool or the popular kids were always very extroverted and social and it's not like I was the quietest kid or anything but I was definitely always more introverted and shy and so I think I looked at that as a trait that like oh if I'm gonna be confident if I'm gonna be accepted if I'm gonna be cool that's kind of traits i need to have i need to be more extroverted i need to be more social more talkative i can't be afraid to talk to people it's so much more than that now and confidence doesn't necessarily mean you're more extroverted or less shy a really profound realization i've had is that confidence is not necessarily something that is external i feel like your external world can definitely change and shift depending on your confidence levels But it's so true that so much of it comes from the inside. And I feel like I would describe or define confidence now as almost the ability to believe in yourself regardless of your external circumstances or despite your external circumstances or internal circumstances, honestly. Y'all ever had anxiety? (laughs) So you can be confident and be shy. You can be confident and be introverted. A lot of what society perceives as confidence is actually ego and kind of this false sense of power. It's dependent on things like, oh, how much other people like you, very superficial things like how you look. And it's not often looked at as things like, you know, how able am I to get through uncomfortable situations? How in tune am I with myself and my body and my emotions? Am I able to have difficult conversations? How do I get through change? You know, is change something that's really hard for me? This is kind of a side note, but I feel like it's also related. I was at the gym today. Doing legs, and this guy was squatting next to me, and he had like no squat depth. And if you don't know what I'm talking about, basically like how low you squat, it's something you definitely have to learn, but a lot of people don't squat fully down all the way. Like, and this is true for any sort of exercise, but a lot of people I feel like specifically men, or maybe just people also who are inexperienced and don't really know, you know, proper form and whatnot, and what feels right in their body and stuff, like you we all have to start somewhere. They will put on so much weight. And do these like half reps instead of just putting less weight and doing a proper full rep, like having full squat depth. And I posted on my story, I was like, new ick realized when bros don't have proper squat depth. I swear, anytime a bro, especially if it's a bro I have a crush on, has a video on their IG of them squatting or it's on their story, I always watch the full thing and I just have to see like what that depth looks like. And I posted this on my story too, but I, I was like Am I just being overly judgmental? You know, everyone has to start somewhere. But no, it's not just like, oh, people with bad form suck. (laughs) That specific vibe of men who ego lift, it's not like they're new to the gym, but instead of doing the exercise thoroughly and properly, they would rather just have the ego boost of like, oh yeah, I can lift this amount of weight when they really can't, but it's like, oh, who's gonna know? Yeah, they're moving it. And sometimes it is impressive, you know, just to be able to move that amount of weight, even if it's like a half squat or a half rep or whatever. But I feel like it does say a lot about a guy. Cause like when a guy has really, really good like squat form squat depth that's impressive and it makes me respect him or anybody you know if you're not being thorough with this what else are you not going to be thorough with you know what i mean so it kind of like shows a lot about a person again obviously it's different if someone's new to the gym they're just trying to figure shit out like they don't know but like there's a specific type of gym bro who lives for the ego so it's almost like this false confidence like to have true confidence take a video of yourself doing the squat you realize i do not have any depth on the squat, it is gonna feel embarrassing to have to take this amount of weight off and maybe I won't even be able to do a full squat with half the weight, you know? So that's gonna be embarrassing and uncomfortable in the moment, but overall it's going to take confidence in order to do it right. The same is true, you know, just for masculinity in general, you know? I've talked about this before, but there's this idea of like, oh, what an alpha male looks like. True strength and confidence doesn't come from not crying for 20 years, but instead from crying you know doing the work and learning that it's okay to cry and getting re in touch with your body and your emotions that is true strength and confidence so i found this article from PsychologyToday.com. to live fully you must be willing to step into the unknown you must be willing to challenge yourself to grow and change and change feels uncomfortable for most of us your fear and anxiety and discomfort are natural to be effective at navigating change we must first accept that uncertainty is part of life and we must possess the confidence and personal power to navigate through the change conscious and confident people recognize and accept The change is inevitable and use their self-awareness to assess where they are and where they want to go and use their personal power to get there. Reframe discomfort as a positive source for growth and get curious in the face of the unknown. When experiencing feelings of discomfort, don't run away from them. Instead, embrace whatever comes up and acknowledge that it is a natural human reaction. I also posted something like that on my story, and this is something I have talked about here and there, but it kind of, it's a little unfortunate that we have to accept being uncomfortable or maybe even like fear or anxiety in order to grow and make our lives better or like to get more in touch with ourselves. That's where the growth happens, you know? And I just feel like that's such a huge reason why so many people don't do the things that they wanna do. For a lot of people, starting is the hardest part because just overcoming that first hurdle of like, this is new, this is scary, I'm gonna feel stupid, like I'm gonna look stupid. Especially when you have years of telling yourself that or other people telling you that, Maybe you grew up where like you were made fun of and we talked about shame and overcoming shame in last week's episode. So it's not like this easy thing, but the first step is recognizing. And once you can become aware of areas in your life where you do experience discomfort, you can get curious and ask yourself, why am I feeling so uncomfortable about this? Why is this so hard for me? Why is it so hard for me to create a habit out of this? You know, like what's holding me back? So get comfortable being uncomfortable. I feel like there's little things you can do in your day-to-day life as well, just training your brain to be uncomfortable. Cold showers is a thing for a lot of people that really helps. And I actually saw this TikTok a while back of this, I don't know if she was a midwife or a doula. She was someone who helps assist in natural births. And she was talking about this exercise she does with families actually, where everyone in the family, including the pregnant mom, puts their hand in a bowl of ice water and you have to keep your hand in there I think for a full minute and it sounds easy but it starts to get really uncomfortable. She was talking about how the mom will always kind of like get into this zone of like almost a meditation and just like accept the discomfort and kind of like breathe through it which she said is what you have to do during labor but I feel like that might also be good just for doing hard things in life. Practice being uncomfortable and breathing through it and realizing you're gonna be okay. I do not miss those self-conscious days of middle school y'all. It gets better it does. So I wanted to discuss a few ways that you can help improve your confidence and self-esteem. Maybe you just went through a breakup. Maybe you just went through something hard, like, I don't know, a job rejection. Maybe you've been going through it recently. You need to get back on your feet. So these are just some things that may help. And I also asked you guys on IG, so I'm going to be reading some of those answers as well. The first thing is mindfulness and how you talk to yourself. I know when I have PMS, I will get in this evil mindset. So if you find yourself in this thought loop of just being really negative whether it's towards yourself or about your life or you know when your brain just really tries to stress you out so hard that also can happen to me if I wake up in the middle of the night or sometimes if I have trouble falling asleep my brain just starts thinking of all the worst possible case scenarios for everything in my life having the awareness sometimes it's easier than others take a breath take a step back and be like these are just thoughts this is not real I understand why I may be feeling like this you know, whether it's PMS or you are experiencing stress in your life, you have something stressful coming up, it's like your brain's way of protecting you, just go into your magical fantasy world of good thoughts. Another important way to raise your self-esteem is to embrace the positives. I've talked a lot about toxic positivity and how we can't think our way out of experiencing quote unquote bad emotions. I actually just put this book on hold at the library about toxic positivity and I've never really read a book about that specifically so i'm so excited i will definitely be sharing with you guys when i read it when it's available i do think there's something to be said you know when you are in that negative frame of mind again especially if you're pmsing like it's like i need to like slap myself in the face and be like bitch like shut up it's not that bad like you need to stop stressing practicing gratitude and focusing on positives can be so helpful there's that journal the five minute journal i do have it if you're trying to get into journaling or want to practice more gratitude in your day-to-day life it's a great tool for that you just do a little bit in the morning and a little bit at night and you write down things you're grateful for intentions and then like three good things that happened at the end of the day so you don't need that journal to do that obviously but you know just taking some time at the end of each day or even the beginning of each day to express a few things you're grateful for and maybe even things that you're grateful for about yourself really does make a difference if you are trying to get out of that just toxic cycle you know if you're trying to show yourself some more love Get your confidence up, it really does help. I would also really recommend making a list of things that make you feel good. There was that tweet going around, I don't know if you guys saw it, but it was like, oh, I don't wanna hear about your ics, tell me your yums. But this also, again, if you are in that negative mindset, this is also something that can really help. And also looking over that list once you complete it and asking yourself how you can incorporate more of these things in your day-to-day life. If one of your things is candles, it's like, okay, do I have candles on hand now? I love when it's raining out. Okay, if it's not raining out, let's play some rain. White noise, raindrops in a forest, 10 hours, no ads. Also, I don't be mad at me, y'all. Don't shoot the messenger, but Exercise really does make you feel so much better. Have you ever been in a fucked up mood and you force yourself to go on a walk and you just feel so much better after? That's because of endorphins and when you're walking, this is like my favorite fact. I think about it every time I walk. When you're walking, your eyes are doing like little rapid movements from side to side. That's why when you walk, your vision is steady and it's not like, Like when you hold like a phone camera when you're walking and like it's all shaky. And that movement calms your amygdala, which lowers stress and anxiety. But yeah, that's why you can have such good ideas when you walk. That's why just going on a walk makes you feel so much better afterwards. It's just about that energy shift. Last month I had Teresa Lear Levine on. She's an energy EFT practitioner. And she had a post on her Instagram that was talking about how clearing energy can be so easy. I think she used the example of shaving her legs. Like, if she just needs, like, that energy change, sometimes just shaving her legs gives her that, like, fresh feeling. And she did a disclaimer like, this is not about shaving body hair. But for her, that really helps. And I agree. You know when you do, like, the shower? You do, like, a face mask? You wash your hair? You exfoliate, you do all these things and you just feel like a new person after. Like literally your state of mind is different after, it's better, it's like that energy shift. Obviously cleaning up your space helps so much and especially with practicing gratitude. Showing yourself love by like, whenever I'm about to leave, the house or something i always make sure that my room is clean or like in the past it would be like my apartment especially my kitchen so that when you come back you have like a fresh clean space another thing is treat yourself even to small things like you don't have to buy huge purchases all the time especially if you do deal with shopping as a coping mechanism but you know getting yourself your favorite coffee once in a while if you're trying to get more into cooking healthy meals for yourself making yourself something that you really like letting yourself sleep in on the weekends if you can little things like you don't even necessarily have to spend money but just like showing yourself love in that way something that really helps me if i'm feeling down, or again, if I'm about to start my period and I just don't feel my best confident self, is looking at old pics of myself or old snap mems, old stories where I was hot, you know, and it's like, oh yeah, either it's like, oh yeah, I forgot like how hot I was, or it's like, oh my god, I forgot like how fun that was, oh my god, like I am capable of having a good time in my life. It sounds like, oh my god, so dramatic, but. I feel like there's a lot of truth to that. You know, when you're in a bad mood, it's hard to see anything positively. So anything you can do to kind of snap yourself out of it. And then, of course, therapy. And I did just want to remind you guys, if you do have like almost chronic confidence issues or low self-esteem, a lot of that comes from very deep-rooted beliefs, you know, just something a little bit deeper. So obviously, these tips are like fun and fresh and can obviously help you. But if you're just always feeling down and whatnot or just always feeling like shitty about yourself... That's definitely worth looking further into. Yeah, you can like shave your legs all you want, but like you have to really get to the root of the problem or of the belief, should we say, to overcome it. I did just want to read a few of the things that you guys submitted. Thank you so much to everyone that submitted. A lot of people are saying self-care things like skincare. A long shower, having a cute outfit, getting your nails done, doing your makeup. I feel the makeup one, but also, have you ever been in a bad mood or felt ugly and you do your makeup and it makes it worse? Like <laughs> Listening to a Beyonce song. Yes, music can help so much. Leave the song that makes you feel the most confident down below, or artist. Feeling seen in my close relationships. Setting boundaries when I speak up for myself. A fresh haircut. Reflecting on the progress I'm making towards my goals. That's a really good one. Remembering successes, yes. Doing a meditation. Keeping the promises I make to myself. This is such a good one. Taking myself out on a solo date love that such a great variety of things these are all so helpful again if you want to share something that really helps you leave it down below Switching gears, I wanted to talk to you guys about this book I've been reading and posting on my story here and there called Bittersweet by Susan Cain. When I talked about nostalgia a few weeks ago, so many of you guys recommended this book. So it's called Bittersweet, How Sorrow and Longing Make Us Whole. I'm about halfway through it, a little over halfway through it now. The first part of it was about going through difficult emotions and sorrows, how that can lead to art and creativity. Now I'm on the second part of it, which is society's views on sorrow and maybe negative emotions. One of the facts that she, started that section off was that Americans smile so much more than other countries and how so many other countries and cultures are a little wary of Americans tendency to over smile because they know that it's like not genuine and it was so funny she was like yeah I had this boyfriend who was from like Eastern Europe or something and all his teen pictures were like them scowling or being mad whereas all of hers were her smiling so that's like so funny and it made me think of like the 20... 20- 15 chic days you guys must have just not had ig i do not smile in my pics but anyway and she's actually the one that recommended the book on toxic positivity so i will let y'all know about that so a few gems from the first part of the book she was like if fear keeps you safe then what is the use of sadness and then she explained that sadness causes us to feel compassionate it's like oh I understand your sorrows or your sadness or your hard times so I feel for you and she explained how people often who have experienced depression are usually very empathetic and care a lot for other people or even you know like animals or just anything we often notice suffering but quickly dismiss it and do not allow ourselves to be emotionally touched or moved and I feel like so much of that just is a reflection of our society and again toxic positivity circling back it takes confidence you know to be real to fully feel all of your emotions and to express them to potentially have an awkward or difficult conversation you know to tell someone that they hurt you or even to comfort someone who is upset or going through something what are you separated from what or whom have you lost did the love of your life betray you did your parents divorce when you were young did your father die was he cruel did your family reject you when they discovered your true sexuality do you miss home or the country of your birth how are you supposed to integrate this bitter with your sweet how are you supposed to feel whole again to these questions there is an infinity of answers here are three one these losses shape your psyche they lay down patterns for all of your interactions If you don't understand them and actively work to form new emotional habits, you'll act them out again and again. They'll wreak havoc on your relationships and you won't know why. There are many ways to confront them, some of which we're exploring in this book. No matter how much therapeutic work you do, these may be your Achilles heel for life. Maybe a fear of abandonment, a fear of success, a fear of failure. Maybe deep-seated insecurity, rejection, sensitivity, precarious masculinity perfectionism. Even once you break free and you can break free, these siren songs may call you back to your accustomed ways of seeing and thinking and reacting. You can learn to block your ears most of the time, but you'll have to accept that they're always out there singing. Third answer is the most difficult one to grasp, but it's also the one that can save you. The love you lost or the love you wished for and never had. That love exists eternally. It shifts its shape but it's always there. The task is to recognize it in its new form. And then I also wanted to read this. It's just the two parts I really wanted to share with you guys. This is about acceptance of the bitter part of bittersweet. So the hard times. First, we need to acknowledge that a loss has occurred. Second, to embrace the emotions that accompany it. Instead of trying to control the pain or to distract ourselves with food, alcohol, or work, we should simply feel our hurt sorrow shock anger third we need to accept all of our feelings thoughts and memories even the unexpected and seemingly inappropriate ones such as liberation laughter and relief fourth we should expect that sometimes we'll feel overwhelmed and fifth we should watch out for unhelpful thoughts such as i should be over this it's all my fault and life is unfair so it's a really good book so far and i'm excited to keep reading this second section about you know society so i would really recommend this so far again thank you so much to everyone who recommended it to me lastly mercury retrograde check-in guys have you been having any realizations have any tbts tried to hit you up have you had any miscommunications mine's been pretty smooth and knock on wood i need to have like a good journaling sesh i feel to just really write down everything and i do feel like my dreams have been more vivid which i feel like often happens during mercury retrograde it's not something i ever expect or like oh it's mercury retrograde my dreams are going to be more vivid but it's just something i've noticed pretty regularly now so i've definitely been trying to write down my dreams something that really helps me with that because i don't always feel like Journaling, like getting out a pen and journaling in the middle of the night. I will grab my phone, go to the Notes app and use voice to text and just talk, you know, in as much detail as I can. Sometimes it's just like people's names or like, oh, we were here. like oh i don't know boat it's enough to where i'll be able to remember it and then i will go and journal and actually write it down in detail if i feel like it anyway that's gonna be it for this week's episode i hope this was helpful for you guys again leave anything that helps you down below or any thoughts you have on anything i discussed today thank you so much for tuning in and i will see you next week bye everyone